reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Folks, don't adjust your TV set. Yeah, there's three of us here. So we're rebooting Borderland Sports Report. My co-host is Rob Clark from Performance Sports Academy. Coach Clark, welcome here for joining me here and, and helping us take this to the next level. We are joined by a special guest, Mr. LJ Martin from Kenya Teal Football. LJ, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Definitely, definitely. So let's just jump right into it. Um, we wanted to sit down here and really, me and, me and Rob always having this discussion about, you know, everybody saying that the borderland is, is not on the map, got to put El Paso on the map. And the reality is we're on the map. You're on the map. Thanks. I'm telling you, one of the things that we're just telling LJ that I can't stand to hear that we're not on the map. That El Paso is on the map in multiple sports. Like, you, we're on the map. The problem is... I think is like a lot of people don't understand, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody wants to stay divided, you know what I'm saying? Like I was just asking L.D. if he knew about uh, like Sedarius, you know what I'm saying? Sedarius Buffy just graduated San Diego State. I can't remember. I don't know if he started three or four years, but the dude was a phenomenal standout at uh, El Dorado. And then he went and he'd been playing cornerback, you know what I'm saying, at San Diego State, you know what I'm saying? But typically what happens is people forget about, you know what I'm saying, athletes and stuff like that that's in uh, – you know what I'm saying? That's going out there doing stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and we want to we want to really just pull back the veil a little bit and get into the mind of what a high major Division One athlete goes through the process to make a decision on where they're going to spend the next four to five years of their life. So, for those that don't know, LJ is going to BYU. Yes, sir. And that came about in a in a little. That wasn't your first choice. Where like that wasn't where you committed at first. Yes, sir. I guess is where I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. So originally you committed to Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yes. Right. Uh huh. And then I went to Stanford. Committed to Stanford, and then I committed to BYU. And signed with BYU. Okay. So what went into that? Like, so when you first committed to Texas Tech, what, what, what went into that decision? Well, at the time I only had like six offers, I believe, and then, um, you know they. No, at the time, well, it was an open period, so coaches were coming down, you know, visiting me, stuff like that. It was evaluation, and Texas Tech it came down, and they were my number one at the time, and they said, oh, we want you to commit by today. If not, tomorrow your offer might not be there because they have a kid from, that was committed to Colorado at the time that he wanted to commit to Texas Tech. That's what they were saying. So I talked to my parents, and they are like, just go ahead and commit. So at the time, I committed, and then, yeah, that's how I got to Texas Tech, and then I was still talking to Stanford for a while. Yeah, it had been like about six months, so I had been talking to them about half a year, but I still hadn't been offered by them. So like two weeks later, I got offered by Stanford, okay. and then I just had to get in, so I took the official visit. Once I got back from the official visit, they said I got into the school, so that right there, right then, that's when I decommitted from Texas State and committed to Stanford. And a lot of that went into the, the academics that Stanford offered you, right? Well, I was so, just about to ask, what kind of, what kind of GPA you got? Uh, I got a 4.0. I'm number six in my class. So, yes, sir. But, yeah, it was a lot of the academics, but also it's 
a lot of it was the football because, yeah. you know, that's what I'm going to be doing all day. And I felt like the people around, out there were really good to me. You know, okay. like my running back coach, he now the running back coach for the L.A. Rams. And I thought, you know, he had showed me, like, a plan for me, the offensive coordinator, too, like what they had planned for me, what they think I could do and stuff like that. So I felt like I would be in really good hands. And so, and then something happened. Yes, sir. And then Coach Shaw resigned, like, the day of my last playoff, my last high school football game. So that happened, and with that happening, I was like, all right, I got to reopen it back up because, you know, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, I didn't know if my running back coach was going to stay or not, and I thought he was going to stay at the time, but if he didn't stay, I was like, I'm not going to go there anymore. So okay. at the time, I had a whole bunch of schools reaching out, so, like, Florida, Iowa, they came down. Like, it got pretty crazy. Vanderbilt was reaching out, Northwestern, schools like that. And, you know, BYU was one of them. I took the official to BYU. And I felt like what they had going on was, like, a lot similar to Stanford. It was just, like, good people all there. You know, they just felt like they would really take care of me. The fans were great. Um, and that's why I ended up committing. It, it, it's crazy that listed you listed off, right? Mm -hmm. Those are high-end. Power five. But high-end academic schools, yeah. right? Your grades played a huge part in that, I'm, I'm sure. Because, I mean, 4.0, you're getting that student athlete in. As a coach, I don't have to worry about Yeah. I don't have to worry about, yeah. to worry about that piece. And yes, so that, that's, that's crazy. I don't think a lot of people knew that part of your story. I mean, I, I, I was able to get it just out of a lot of people. Like, I see you, like, what, two, three times a week now? Yes, sir. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, sir. And so just having those conversations with you, I was like, man, this is something that these student athletes need to understand. It's like mm -hmm. it's a process. Yeah. You know, it's just giving them no reason to say no to you, you know, because going through the recruiting process, I've seen it over and over. Like, they're just kind of looking for a reason not to offer you. And if you got that 4.0 GPA or just a high GPA, um, you know, play on and off the field, there's no reason for them not to take you. Yeah. So. But your play on the field showed out this year, too. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I mean, how many yards you had this year? Mm, I... I think I had like 2,500, but it wasn't as much in my junior year because I ended up getting hurt. I missed like three games this year. Mm -hmm. So, yes, sir. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And you did that with everybody knowing you were going to get the yeah, ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Eight, you saw eight, nine in the block box every time. Uh-huh, yes, sir. Yeah, it's just my teammates. You know, I had great teammates. You know, they always believe in me and stuff like that. And, you know, I just had a coaching staff who really just believed in me. felt like they were – they could just trust me, you know, yeah. give me the ball every time, and I'm going to go make something happen, and I was able to do that. And you, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. I'm just saying you played all over the field, too. Mm -hmm. yes, you sir. didn't just play running back. What else you did? I played receiver, quarterback, DB, linebacker, some. You know, it's just I know for me growing up, I was always just an athlete, so I was like, you know, I want to play no yeah. matter what, you know. It don't Put matter. me on the field. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And then that's just another thing for, like, college coaches that they look at, you know, because – I mean, say they're recruiting you, right? So actually, at Stanford, I got offered as a linebacker before I was offered by as a running back, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I was offered as both, and I was like, I will do both because you know I felt at Stanford they had uh, the linebacker coach who was also a coach for the Cleveland Browns for a little bit, and if he sees something in me, then I could always obviously yeah. play a linebacker, right? So I was like, let me just go over there, you know, give myself the opportunity to be great because my dream is to play in the NFL, so. If he, if he was the NFL coach and he thinks I could do it, then obviously I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things, though, when, when I'm working with I'm talking to athletes and stuff, like I really talk about playing multiple positions, playing multiple sports, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can specialize and you can go work this, but be an athlete, especially in high school. Mm -hmm. High school and below, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm locked in to one position. This is all I can do. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Can I do multiple things? Because that's what I saw when y'all was in the playoff game. I saw them trying to do different stuff, putting your kick return. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Trying to put you in positions. Because good coaches know I'm trying to put my, be my best players in position. You know what I'm saying? To make something happen. That's at any level. That's what we're trying to do. But that's that's good. I like that. Yes, sir. That's crazy. And so, always, always bring this up. People, a lot of people don't realize you play basketball. Yes, sir. And going into this year, you were the leading rebounder returning here in the, in the area. Mm -hmm. Like, how much did basketball help you on the football field? Oh, it helped me a lot. Like, so up until my, I would say my sophomore year. So. After my sophomore year, actually, I didn't work on football at all. All my basketball skills were translated from ba – I mean, football skills were translated from basketball, you know, because playing defense is lateral quickness, stuff yep. like that. You know, um, trying to get by your defenders, just angles. So I just took all that from the basketball court and was able to apply it to football somehow and ended up working pretty well for me. Wow, that's, that's, that's what's up. You know, it's, it's – I've always admired this one aspect about you that a lot of people don't talk about. How humble you are. Thank you. I mean, from the first time I met you as an eighth grader to now, it's always yes, sir, no, sir. Mm -hmm. um, you've, never, you've never acted like a lot of star athletes act. Like, you've never had the big head. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that's going to serve you well. I mean, you got to start over again, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. and so just being able to do that, I mean, I think it's um, a huge, a huge, uh, Kudos to your parents for investing that time in you and instilling that. And, and I know your dad had a big part in where you are today, and he played a, a major role in that. And so, I, I mean, I, I think that's huge that they've done that and, and, and poured that into you. Yes, sir. So, I mean, a lot of your peers won't sit down on this couch with us, man, you know? Yeah, it's just being a you know a man of faith. So you know, you know, God could take it away from you at any moment. But also, you know, He's given me the ability. So you know, just giving it back to you know people like you. You know, I enjoy spending my time with you know at work. Yeah. So you know, I talk to you all the time. So I'm like, why not come do this? You know, you're a good dude. So no reason not to. Yeah. And stuff like that. So yes, sir. Where did you play youth ball at? Did you play youth ball? Yes, sir. I played here. I played for the West Side Eagles, so it's basically, a, yeah. a, a, you know how you're talking about the pipeline? Yeah. It's just right into it. So, yeah, it's you over played football the and basketball with them? Uh, I played football with them. I played basketball with my dad, so I played with the uh, Paso Hustle. So it was a, mm -hmm. all on the team with uh, Jeremiah Cooper mm -hmm. and then uh, Jordan Hernandez, who's at Coach Highs right now, I believe. And then, so yeah, we played basketball together. So I played with them, I played up, and then I also played with my dad, who we had our own team. So we had uh, Tyrone McDuffie, so I played with mm -hmm. him, um, Isaiah Madranos, and Julian Moreno. The Park Miranda. Boys? Mm -hmm, the Park Boys. Okay. So it was like three of them, but we were before the Park Boys, and we just oh. had like this super team. And then the Park Boys took off like seventh, eighth grade, and that's when we kind of stopped. Mm. I stopped playing. That's when we would only play out of town, really. So we yeah, played like yeah. in the NYBL, so that's the National Youth Basketball League. And we played against people like Rob Dillingham, yeah. uh, Trey Parker. We played against those guys. And, you know, we were just out there trying to get exposed to competition because we're out here and, you know, yeah. we got players out here. But, we got, you know, you go out there, you see a little bit more, you know, a yeah. little bit more height, stuff like that. It's just 
you got to go to the Phoenixes and the Dallases and stuff like that. Test your, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Test your skills and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Just to see where you match up with the rest of the nation. The Look at them names you just named. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. McDuffie, Cooper. You know what I'm saying? Football guys who play basketball. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? McDuffie do every all. You know what I'm saying? He, I, I watched. The thing about it is I, I met McDuffie's dad. You know what I'm saying? I watched him grow up. I watched you grow up from afar. And that's, uh-huh. that's one of my things is because you, you were shorter. And then all of a sudden I seen you was like, what, see what you were, 6'1", 6'2"? Yes, sir, 6'2". Yeah, and I was like, you were like 5'8 at one point, and I was like, and I, because I, I asked Steve, I was like, I was like, when he get that tall? Oh, yeah, we were talking about it the other day, because I went, when I got in hurt from my hamstring this year, I went back to the same doctor, mm-hmm. and he was like, man, uh, you're used to, right, so they had me as 5'9", uh, 185 my freshman year, because yeah. I went through my freshman year because I sprained my MCL, so I was like, dang, like, I've grown a lot, you know, because now I'm like 6'2", 215, so... You know, it's a lot of improvement and just growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so how much time are you spending in that weight room? Um, I spend a lot of time in it. That's something I just enjoy, you know, because it's me and my dad. So it's kind of like a bonding thing, you know, because we're always together. So yeah. it's probably like two hours out of my day I just get to spend with my dad. So I really enjoy it, you know. So I would say COVID really helped me out a lot because, you know, I wasn't at school or anything. So I would go in there before the morning and we'd be – out there mm-hmm. working out for like two hours, and then we'd go back later in the day, you know, get shots up, work on basketball, work on football. So it was like a lot of time. So I think that really helped my growth. And then also now it's waking up early in the morning. So I've been waking up at six, and then, you know, going out there, working out, stuff like that. Yeah. And up until like about 7.30, and then I'll go back outside later, you know, finish up. If I didn't finish it all, my workout, I'll finish that up. And I do that about six times a week, so I'll go. Monday in the weight room, Tuesday on the track, so, like, mm-hmm. running. So, actually, we run hills that day, so we run hills. Then Wednesday's back in the weight room, Thursday's the track, and then Friday's weight room, and then Saturday's on the fields. And then we'll do a lot of stuff throughout the week, like, in the afternoon that's not applied to that. So, just, like, football, like, catching the football, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yes, sir. Wow. Okay. Reps. Mm-hmm. You'll hear me, a lot of athletes, and a lot of people hear me say this all the time. I got a saying, it's called ROE. Reps over everything. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And just that's what it sounds like you getting. You get the reps over everything. And But your schedule, what you just said, and I tell people, that's what the schedule of somebody that's committed to the craft. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a Division One athlete, you know what I'm saying, that's the schedule. I'm in the weight room. I'm catching the balls. I'm putting up shots. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the track. You know, I'm not saying, oh, no, that's too much. No, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in that time. You yes, know what sir. I'm saying? And just getting those reps in. And then if you – over time, you're doing that, and it just shows, you know what I'm saying, when you mm-hmm. get on the field, when you get on the court, you know what I'm saying, and everybody's like, dang, how did he get so good? Now, I work for this. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, and that kind of segues me into this. Talk about the sacrifices you had to make to get to this point. Like, what all have you had to, cause I know you see your friends going out, and you're like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean... I wouldn't say it's really a sacrifice because, I mean, you know, being a man of faith, it's just some things, like, I don't partake in. So, yeah. you know, it's, like, it's just even more of a reason just not to partake in them because, you know, it's I'm like, all right, I could go out there, party, you know, drink it up or whatever. But really in the long run, is it going to help my body? You know, am I going to be able to sustain it, stuff like that? So if it's not going to help my body, I don't know if I really want to partake in that stuff. And, you know, that's just kind of what helped me is just kind of staying focused on my goals. I know what I want to do for my life and, you know, 
I could still go out there, you know, enjoy, but I'm not going to go drink. I'm not going to go smoke with them, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to spend time with them, if anything. So, yes. I see, I see the, 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 the young men you hang around with. You guys really enjoy each other's company. Like, how's that transition going to be leaving, going off to BYU and, and having to – I mean, you guys are going to still have a bond because I, mm -hmm. I, I have no doubt that, I mean – the relationship y'all have is going to carry over. But just like, now you, you almost got to go out there and, and kind of make it on your own almost because you guys are going to the winds. Uh -huh. So have you thought about that at all? Oh, I've thought about it a little bit because, you know, just, you know, even from the school football standpoint, because we all play school football, yeah. right, except uh, Gio and Kiki, I believe. But, you know, so we're all together. So, like, just playing football is going to be different because I'm not going to have my boys back there, you know. After I score, I'm not gonna be able to celebrate them, which will be a little bit weird, yeah. you know, or guys that I grew up with playing. But you know, it's just gonna be another time just to go out there, have fun, you know. I'll make new friends and stuff like that. And then on top of that, I'll be able to come back home, you know, probably like what twice a year. But you know, when I do come home, I'll be out there, you know, talking to them, hanging out with them, you know. Yeah. They'll be texting me, you know, say I score my first touchdown. I'm sure I'll get a call from them, stuff oh, yeah. like that. So it's gonna be awesome, man. Yeah, I'm just really excited to be out there and just make uh, new things happen. Oh, yeah. I, I know for me, um, my best friend from childhood went and played at, at VMI. So I was at NC State. And so the first game that he played at North Carolina was against Wake Forest. Mm -hmm. So Tim Duncan's freshman year, Randolph Childress is a senior, and Tony Rutledge is a freshman, right? And so mm -hmm. we, go to, we go to see him play. And, I mean, just to see him on that floor competing at that level, and it's like, man. He, he made a, I, I, I know you said it on sacrifice, but I'm like, I see where all the hard work and everything got him to where he wanted to be at. And it's like, uh -huh. you're proud as a friend and you want to see him succeed. Um, and, I, and I know that those guys are going to be the same way with you, man. It's going to be crazy. I, like I told you, it's like, the first time you play close by, they'll all be there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They'll all be there. Yes, sir. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Any of the other ones in the school uh, going off to play college ball? Oh, I know there's two, so we have a lineman. He's going to go play D2 at New Mexico Highland, I believe. Okay. And then, so he's going to sign actually Tuesday. Okay. And then we got another one. He's a linebacker. His name is Chuy Carrillo, and he's a baller. Number eight, uh, he's going to Sol Ross. Mm. And I think Sol Ross is now moving up to D2, right? Yeah. Uh, Shout out to New Mexico so. Highlands, man. They recruiting, they recruiting hard in El Paso, and mm -hmm. they, it's a D2 school, so, and that's good. They're giving a lot of our kids the opportunity to go out there and, Definitely. Showcase their talents. Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of schools that, I mean, I, I, I laugh sometimes because I'm like, people say, oh, why am I going to fly over Dallas and Houston and San Antonio to come to El Paso to recruit? I'm like, but you guys are missing some talent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's talent here, and, and that's why we're doing what we're doing because, like, dude, there's talent. Yes, sir. There's definitely talent, but, you know, I think you just got to stick out here and, you know, you got to really put work in and stuff like that because at the same time you go to Dallas, but also Austin's like two hours away. Yeah. Um, you know, like all those cities, they're like right there, right yeah. next to each other. And that's something I never noticed where yeah. El Paso is so far out the way where yeah. you're where four hours from Lubbock, I mean, six hours from Lubbock, like yeah. nine hours from Dallas. So, you know, I mean, they don't want to make their job hard trying to take it. So... You know, you're trying to do everything you can to make it possible. So, you know, it's not necessarily that these Dallas guys are better than us or stuff like that. It's just yeah. it's easier to access. And, you know, you got to make sure when you come down here and you're playing, you know, you're doing the, all everything you can to get recruited. 
and stuff like that because, you know, you want to make sure that you make the trip worth it. How do you think you got on the radar for so many schools? Uh, how I got on the radar was I actually, so you remember K.J. Cooper? He was the quarterback at Pebble Hills, but uh, he got me on the oh, set. Oh, yeah, 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 Kenneth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. went to move to Chandler. Yes, sir. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah he was a seven-on-seven seven quarterback for True Buzz West Coast. Mm -hmm. So they were on the battle circuit and stuff like that. So he got me on that. And, you know, I was out there playing, and the coach was like, hey, like, you're not too bad for, like, a sophomore, you know, yeah. at the time. And then he was like, you know, you can do some things, try to hit some camps. And then I told him, yeah, you know, I want to go, like, because I talked to him. My mom was like, yeah, I wanted to go to Stanford because that was her dream oh. school for me at the time and stuff like that. So, and then the coach was like, Stanford, he's like, well, I don't know, because it looked like he got some work to do. So we end up. It's a funny story because right, so we tell him that. So he's like, uh, you know, I think you guys got some work to do. So we yeah. had been working all that time. Uh, I ended up playing, I was playing basketball still at the time. And then right then, that's when I quit, right before we went on those camps. Mm -hmm. So then I went to, where did I go? I went to UTSA for a camp. So it started at SMU and, at, I mean, Texas State actually, right? So we went to Texas State for a camp and I didn't do so well. So my dad got on me, you know, talked to me a little bit. So the next day at SMU, um, I ended up doing really well. Like, I ran the 40, stuff like that. A coach comes up to me. He's wearing the OU hat. Wonder who it is. It's DeMarco mm. Murray, right? Running back coach for OU. Mm. So I'm talking to him, and he's following me throughout the camp. And it's just like, you know, I went from the day before yeah. never talking to a coach and having talked to a coach to talking to the running back coach from OU. Like, yep. that's crazy, you know? So it was just that, going to camps, stuff like that. And I think, really, you just got to go out there compete and make a name for yourself because, I mean, nothing's going to be given. Right. I feel like people sometimes they don't respect the competition down here in El Paso, which, yeah. you know, we got some competition. It's just, yeah. I think it's just the same as Dallas and stuff like that. Maybe out there in Dallas, you know, they have more, um, I mean, maybe the gap's not as big, but. But they know, got more numbers. More, mm -hmm. yes. numbers. Dallas game. got like three million people. We got like a million people mm -hmm. on, the, on any given day. Yes, sir. So, yeah, you know, like, I don't even think it's the talent gap. It's just. You know, that's just what they're used to. You know, you go out there, that's what you recruit. Yeah. So you're from the area also, so you think, yeah. okay, they could play. And uh, just talking to my dad's friends, like, he has a coach that coaches out there. He's like, it's not that we're better than y'all. It's just, you know, people are from yeah. here, and that's what they believe in, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're from Dallas, you know. Like, we go out there yeah. beat El Paso and stuff like that. And, then you know, you see it recently. You know, teams have been having playoff success. Like, who was yeah. it? Eastwood, I think. It yeah. was um, – there was another 6A – uh, Pebble, Pebble Hills, Hills. Yep. it was them, you know, Riverside two years ago, so yeah. you go out, I mean, you're starting to see it, you know, it's like, yeah. we all got it right there, and, you know, we're just able to compete with them just yeah. like they are. I see a lot of athletes, I could say I'm in multiple areas, but I see a lot of athletes, you, uh, Speedy from Riverside, uh, What's this? McDuffie. We've seen uh, Parkland and had several, you know what I'm saying, coming out of there with McDuffie, Hankins. Um, what's his name? Uh, I, 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 you know, Robbie, I think, uh, too, some of it is is um, the players from here are going to these camps. That's right. And they're performing. Yeah. I mean, you got the Estrada kid now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picked up another offer. Um, yeah. Shea Smith from, from Franklin yeah. came out of nowhere. Like, after he had that big freshman year. Yeah. And then... I mean, he's still getting recruited, and they moved him from – he went from quarterback to playing defense. I don't know where they're going to play him at this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there's, there's some players here. Yeah. All over the city. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, all over the city. And that, so I, I'm originally from Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. We're the largest city land-wise. And I always hear people complain about the amount of schools. Since I've been here, I always hear people complain about the amount of schools. And initially, I was telling everybody, say, it's not the amount of schools. We got twice as many schools as El Paso got. But when you focus on the uh, foundation of the fundamentals of what you're doing, and, and once you start doing that, and that's why I see certain kids that have come up in programs like you, that number one, they've got fathers like you have, mothers like you got, that's allowing you to play multiple sports. You're coming up with a youth football program that's feeding into the same high school. And so now these kids are playing together at the youth level. You know what I'm saying? Now we're playing together in high school. If you look at the teams that traditionally do well in the playoffs, it's the kids who we, we know each other. You know what I'm saying? These are my brothers. I'm going to war, you know what I'm saying, with my brothers. Plus, we've been growing up together. Then we've been putting in this work and doing everything. You know what I'm saying? You see it, the benefit. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. But I see, it, I see it across the city, different programs, people doing the right thing. Um, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I say shout out to the coaches that are doing the right thing. There are some people also out there that are trying to, you know, get rich quick on kids. Oh yeah, and there's stuff a like there's that. a there's there's yeah. some folk out there trying to make some, trying to make a living off of youth sports yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Uh -huh. Yeah. But you know, you can't get called out. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can get called out now, um, but yeah, it's definitely um, it, it, I, for me. I mean, it's just like. There's talent here in all the sports. I mean, for, for the longest, everybody said, oh, it was soccer, baseball, volleyball, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you got football for sure. On the girls' side, man, it's, it's starting, to really, oh, yeah. starting to really make a big turnaround on the girls' side. And so I'm just excited about what's coming, man. Yep. Mm -hmm. I really am. And, and I think that was it, four, it was four years ago when we put out the first magazine, right? And I think in that magazine was yourself, McDuffie, um, Chris uh, Davis. Davis. Um, and I mean, for the most part, we didn't, hit, we didn't miss on that, right? Mm -hmm. And now that, I think that has snowballed into, then you got the guy yellow chores. Mm -hmm. um, you got the, what's that kid from, uh, man, I, I feel bad now, I can't remember the kid's name. What school? Um, from uh, Bel Air, the quarterback from Bel Air. Is it Mo Mo Marino? Oh, no. Um, gosh. And so that kid went to it. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'll be following all y'all, man. When, once they come through, whether I work with them or not seeing them. So anyway, he went to, a, I think, an NAA school and uh, broke. Parsons. Parsons, that's Parsons. it. Dude broke the school record in his first year. Had like seven hundred and something yards in one game passing. Well, he broke the NA, he broke the NAIA single season record yeah. as a freshman. Yeah, at that. Um, so I mean, you you have like, I look, you got who's the DJ Crest now? Yeah, that's, that's his from yeah, Parkland. Parkland yeah. Crest. Um, you got Chris Davis from Bel Air. You got yeah. like every school has, yeah, one or two that. At some point, we'll, we'll make a breakthrough. We'll end up in either Division One or Division Two school. I mean, you guys yourselves, like, I always call it Canyon Teal running back you. Because uh -huh. y'all keep a stable of running backs over there. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, even your predecessor put up, what, 1,200 yards in back-to-back -back seasons or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And was nowhere near the dynamic athlete that you turned out to be. Mm -hmm. 
Um, even his predecessor put up yards. And so yeah. there's a lot of lot of talent from down here. And we did, I, I think what we we're trying to do is just shed light on it. Mm-hmm. Definitely shed light on it. Like for yourself, like you've, you've seen the landscape. Like who do you think is the next group of talent to come through here? Because, I mean, you're plugged into those young guys. I'm sure all y'all talk. Who, who do you think the next group is? Oh, really, to be honest, I think we got a really good group at Conatheo. Um, you know, because a lot of our defense, I mean, I think, like, we had eight uh, sophomores on defense. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm, and, you know, uh, Lalo, yeah. number nine, you know, he's a baller. Even the running back behind me, you know, he was able to go in there, uh, you know, take some of the load off me, you know, in certain games. You know, he was able to go out there, uh, catch the little screen pass mm-hmm. and stuff like that, get yards this way to open up the box a little bit. And, you know, he just helped out. But, yeah, I think they got something. And then who else would I say? I think, you know, I think Franklin was a young team this year, so I think they'll be back next yeah, year. Yeah, Franklin will be scary good, I think. Pebble Hills, too. Pebble yeah, Hills them, is, them and Pebble Hills, I think, are going, they're going to battle it out. Mm-hmm. And, and you, can't, you can't leave Eastwood out of that, too. Either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But I never played Eastwood, so I don't know much about Eastwood. Well, I mean, it, there's four teams in the 6A. You got Eastlake, Eastwood, Pebble Hills, and um, Franklin, I think, that are going to really yeah. battle it out this year. Yes, sir. For sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Though. Yeah, Sorry. Um, also, I think, uh, who was it? I think Chapin, they had a good year this year. Well, better than last Yeah, yeah they did. Mm-hmm. They, they were real young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they finished, what was it, second or third in our district. And, you know, they played, I think they lost to Andrews. That's who, it was us and Andrews. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have a good young group. Um, their quarterback, uh, what was it, Singleton, I think. Yeah. You know, I think he's pretty good. And then also they had, uh, I think it's a receiver, number 12. Or is this receiver or DB? Oh, is he talking about your boy? Brent. 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 Brent? Hellman? Hellman, yeah. Hellman, yeah. I can't. I can't. I don't know the name. I just know he's number 12. And, you know, he's pretty tall. Link, oh, no. Like that. He was talking about um, he graduated this year, right? Mm-mm. No? No. They said he's in a sophomore. That's got to be Brent. So oh, maybe so. it is. Yeah, it's probably Brent. Yeah. That's the thing about it. So some of the kids that you name, right, mm-hmm. and at these schools, all the kids. So I, I get, the good thing is I get to follow them. I know what multiple sports they do, dads. I get to see different stuff like that, just like with Singleton. Singleton is a – man, that dude is a is a dynamic – he's crazy. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Open field, space, decision-making and stuff like that. And the crazy part, I don't know him personally, but I don't even think he want to be a quarterback. I think he wants to move – to the slide or doing something where they putting the ball in his hand, but he's so good at decision making. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Chapin had to put him in at quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. And but and those are types of things. And and like I love to see those battles. One of the things that I talk about too that's going to draw the attention. And see, we always talk about East Dallas and Houston and stuff coming here. But we also got to think about the West, getting those West Coast schools coming here too. You know what I'm saying? The USC's, the uh, I mean, the, the Arizona's, you know what I'm saying? The uh, Arizona States and stuff like that, too, because we're closer that way. And uh, in, in my opinion, a lot of our athletes are built more for that style of offense, you know, as well, because most of them, we run in that, we run that style of offense in high school and stuff. But mm-hmm. but that's what I, I see. I see a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, you no. Know, so my original point, going back to what I was saying, is that one, I say this all the time. When we have an L.J. Martin, you know, lining up against a uh, – what's my name? Man, he just went to Vanderbilt. 
Um, uh, anyway, so when we got L.J. Martin going against him, um, next year, one of the things that we want to see, like a Cameron Johnson, he's a good running back for America, is going against a Ryan Estrada at El Dorado. And when we have those big heavyweight matchups, when we get to the point where we have three to four games in a season and we got that going on and, you know, the band playing and it's rocking, the stands are sold out, mm-hmm. that's when, you know, in my opinion, that's when the, uh, we're going to get the, the more people coming to look, But which, which we are. We're getting the people to look. You know what I'm saying? Look at yourself. You know, we're looking at one of the best, the best, in my opinion, the best back in the league for the past three years in Aaron Jones. Uh-huh. You know, coming straight out of here, coming out of El Paso, doing the same thing like you did. You hooping. Biased. Huh? You biased. Go ahead. <laughs> who better? All-purpose back. He's been, he been the best. I mean, he's good, but Debo. Saquon's my guy. I watched him at Penn State. He got to finish the season. Debo. Aaron Jones, man, finished. Aaron Jones, all-purpose back, durability, everything. He been there, man. That's what that, that's what I look at. We're not at. taking that from him, but. Yeah. Debo. Yeah. McCaffrey. I've been a Saquon guy for like a while. Once again, can they finish the season? Aaron oh, Jones finished the he, season. He, he, Aaron Jones, McCaffrey. Now, uh, now my boy from home, you know what I'm saying, from Uly County, and uh, – Derrick Henry, you know what I'm saying? Like, he carries the load, but then he was on the team where, you know what I'm saying, you can't do that in the NFL when you just know the running back going to get the ball because you got NFL caliber linebacker. You could do that in high school. You can even do it and get away a little bit in college, but you can't do that in the NFL. You can't line up, and we know we got this on lock, and he getting the ball. Linebacker's going to tee off on that. You're not going to make it very far in the playoffs, but – but that's my thing. Aaron Jones is the man, dog. But I just – and I'm just – like, El Paso, we got the athletes. You know what I'm saying? I, I love to see it. But, like I said, when we get week to week and we get them ballers, you know what I'm saying, stepping up, that's it. And, and I think, too, um, some of that comes back to – Doing things like this, right? Putting a spotlight on it and and being able to now go out and really spotlight those games, those matchups. Put that information out and, and blast it out and letting people see that. I mean, that, that it's like, like, I won't call their name out. I should, but I won't. Talking to a coach and they were from El Paso. They had coached here in El Paso. Don't come back to recruit because he's like, why am I going to come back for 12 or 13 kids when I can go this place? And, and I'm like, but those 12 or 13 kids will come to your school right? if you're recruiting. But you're not recruiting. And then getting, getting the home team to start recruiting a little bit more heavily here too as well, I think we'll, we'll pay dividends. I think I asked you this. You, you told me this. So because so, I think a lot of people may, 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 have, um, may give UTEP a bad name in this aspect. I don't think people think that UTEP even recruited you. No, UTEP did a great job. I, I love UTEP, Coach Neely. Like, that's my dude. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to go to UTEP because it was at home, and I wanted to – I knew a lot to get away from home to yeah. grow, you know, like just grow even more as a person and stuff like that. Because, you know, if I'm at home, I got my mom right there. So, you know, say I forget something, oh, mom, can you give this to me? Or, you know, like, 
stuff like that happens. But you and you know, be close, close, like right there. Like it's not like even. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, away, yeah. So it's like, man, I'm not even going nowhere, you know. So that's why I wanted to get out of here. Here, you know, just kind of grow myself as a person, you know, live on my own for a bit and stuff like that. And then, but yeah, you know, UTEP did a great job. Coach Neely, you know, he always had me in the facilities. I mean, shoot, I mean, we had like field trips every other. Yeah. Like field trips every other day to go watch them practice because, you know, you always call my coach and be like, hey, can I just come down? I was at every – my junior year, I remember this, I was at every home game. Yeah. Like, every home game. I used to see you down there with uh, – matter of fact, you used to be down there with Brent and Chris and some of the other guys that he just named. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so I, I wanted – because you had told me that before, and I was like, oh, really? But I, I wanted to put, like, a lot of people may have the misconception that UTEP isn't recruiting – the homegrown talent here, and they are, is just being able to compete, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Are they, are they going to give you the opportunity to reach that end game that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so um, and then also just, it's also people just going out there, and, you know, when you do, like, you know, because I you know they have a lot of walk-ons, but they end up quitting. Like, yeah. For a second year, so also it's like, man, why am I going to offer this? You know, because a lot of people from that area, from that school, yep. just end up quitting, so what's the point? Yep. You know, so. I think a lot of that goes on back onto us where, you know, it's making sure we finish those four years or, you know, like we're making sure we finish and stuff like that just to make sure we get an opportunity for the next guy. One one of my issues, and I we, we talk about, listen, UTEP is a for real D1 program. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Like some, and some people from El Paso tend to think I'm just going to go walk on to UTEP. And they looking at the records or whatever, you know. This is a for real Division One football program. They got guys coming out of this program every year going to the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had uh, JT, um, you know, to the defensive end from there. He just got picked up from Winnipeg. And I just I was just talking to him, and uh, he was at the facility, and we talking about some things, and and that's what he was saying. Like, man, no, we got some ballers over there. We, you know. But Division One football is tough, you know what I'm saying? But I think some people get over there and they get a misconception thinking that, oh, I could just go over there and get a position. It, no, it's not guaranteed. You got to go work. And I, don't, and I always laugh about this, man. Division One football walk-on, did you cannon fodder that first year? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not going to risk you. <laughs> right. Risk an injury to a, a scholarship athlete, man. They used to walk on and go do that. Yep. And it's hard. It's yep. tough. And it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But you know, from high school, probably like being the man. Right. Or, you know, being up there, you know, like always competing and stuff like that. So where you're just getting out class now. So it's like, man, yeah. this ain't no. By, by grown men. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and that's it. Like, so you're going to be, what, 18? Did you be playing against some 22, 23-year-old grown men? That, that, that's the next question I wanted to ask. You planning on playing freshman year or planning on redshirting? What do you think? Me, I'm planning on playing, but, you know, it's what because it, the running back coach there, Coach Harvey, so he played in the NFL. You know, he knows a lot of stuff. And then so now he went to BYU, you know, made it to the NFL out of there, coached in the NFL. So, you know, I feel like I'm in good hands. He's gonna, you know, I'm going to let them decide, you know, if I should redshirt or not. Because if I'm seeing snaps and – Seen a good amount. I feel like I can come in there, contribute, and if I'm not contributing like I should be, then you know, I'll go ahead and take the rest. Of you. you know, it's just you get four games now, so that's the good thing. You get to go fill it out for four games. I think a lot of it's just you know putting your pride aside. You know, just listening to your coach, knowing yeah. what they have for you. Because 
I mean, I've never done it. You know, yeah. I know a lot of people have never done it, but, you know, he's someone that's done it, so yeah. whatever he sees best for me, I feel like I'm going to be in good hands and he's going to go ahead and do it for me. Like he was telling me the story about Tyler Algier because he's from BYU, mm-hmm. the running back for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He was telling me how he was a walk-on, and Coach Harvey actually brought him over from the defensive side. He was a running back, and then he went to go play linebacker. Mm-hmm. And then when Coach Harvey took over, he made he wanted him at running back, and, you know, that was in the NFL, 1,000-yard rushers. Crazy. Like that, so. Yeah, I feel like I'm in good hands, and you know, whatever he says, you know, he's gonna do it to help me, and I think it'll just be help. And, and kind of on those lines, right? So, as you go off, go to BYU, there, there's. I think there's some misconceptions. Let's 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 kill those misconceptions right now about BYU. People think you gotta go on mission. Nah, so I'm not even on no mission. What's it called? Like that's what a lot of people thought that I was part of the church and yeah. stuff like that. I'm not even part of the church, not part of the mission. I remember when I got first got offered, I was kind of spooked out about it because I was like, man, I don't want to go on no mission. You know, it's like you hear all about the stories like the Mormons stuff yeah. like that. But you go down there and it's like, and you know, like. They're just no different, you know, just regular people. They're just more faith-based. Yeah. You know, the fans are great. The fans are crazy. But, you know, like, I mean, they're going to, yeah. you know, they're going to remember what they said. So, you know, like, I don't feel like they'll, like other fan bases, you know, they'll be, like, hyping you up. But at the same time, you know, you don't do well. They'll take yeah. you down where these people, I feel like they really truly take care of you, stuff like that, you know, because they're also people of God. So I think that's why I also wanted to go there and stuff like that. What the facilities look like? facilities are amazing so I went in there and they were like super nice so they have a three story building just for football so yeah right and then when I was down there they were like oh yeah but we gotta tear all this down cause since we're going to Big 12 next year and we gotta make it like twice as big yeah right so I'm like man oh Big 12 too so I'm like this is already huge as big as like the other ones but you gotta tear it down and make it nicer like man that's crazy so yeah that's what's up. That's what's up. The facilities are amazing. They got an indoor that's like huge, just for football too. Yeah. I mean, they got a whole bunch of stuff that's just for football. Like it's crazy. They really love it over there. That's crazy. That's good. That is good. You got you got anything else, Rob? I think that's it. You know what I'm saying? I captured on, you know, his multiple sports, the training aspect. I, I love to hear that because I'm a training guy. I'm a work guy. I'm a consistency. Get up every day and grinding it out. You know what I'm saying? Doing the type of stuff like that. And I just love to hear that. One of the, the last thing for me that I'll say is one of the things that I tell my athletes and people that I work with is that uh, uh, you got coaches my age recruiting guys your age, and they're looking for old school work ethic. You know what I'm saying? They're looking for, you know what I'm saying, kids who are willing to get up, put the work in, be coachable, you know what I'm saying, and do that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? If you're not willing to work, nobody's going to want to deal with you. That's just... That's just the nature of the beast. You got anything you want to say in closing, man? Oh, nothing much. Just thank you for having me. Definitely. You know, it's been a pleasure. You know, not, nice meeting you. Yes, sir. And, you know, just look forward to what you guys have in the future. Definitely. Well, man, we, we, we definitely want to wish you the best of luck. You say you're getting up out of here on the 20th. Yes, sir. Heading up there for summer school. Mm-hmm. We expecting some good things from you. Um, yes, you got my number. You know, if you got any questions, you can text me, at, call me. I answer best I can, and we'll definitely be we'll definitely be checking for you, keeping up with you, and seeing how everything is going. But um, 
Folks, this has been another episode of the Borderlands Sports Report. Uh, we're just getting started. Like I said, we just rebooted this thing. It's about to be bigger and better. Um, we've got, we're going to be not only the local athletes, but we're going to be looking at some of the local athletes that have gone pro, coaches, former coaches. Like, we're going to bring everybody on here and really sit down and have these conversations that a lot of people have in the backyard, but really don't want to have out in public. We're going we're gonna to put some of this stuff on, on video and get it out there. But thank you guys and have a blessed one.